the South Coast End Zone Podcast. Extended coverage of high school football from sports editor Lori Lose of the Standard Times. Now, the South Coast End Zone. Welcome back, high school sports fans, to South Coast End Zone, the podcast. I'm Standard Times Digital Editor, and I'm here again with Lori Lowe, sports editor of the Standard Times and South Coast Varsity. How you doing, Lori? I'm doing great. Week we- 7. Week 7. Here we go. We uh, have a pretty full slate here. One team on a bye, Fairhaven. Uh, yep. Actually, their second bye of the of season. The season. Uh, but everyone else is playing, although this week it's a little more Friday loaded than we've had in recent weeks. Yeah. Uh, we, we got a, f- uh, what is it, five of our seven games are on Friday. Uh, but and three night games. Three which night I, games. I think we've only had a couple of night games all season up yeah, to this point. Yeah, I'm curious to see. I mean, I guess they'll still stay that way. Um, I, you know, one game is at Nauset at 6, another's at uh, Case at 6.30, and then Cohasset at 7. I was so, told by Dennis Golden, Cohasset is definitely not changing. Okay. So that one it should be a night game yeah. for sure. Yeah, and we know earlier this case season with Case has been refusing to change. So. Well, although they did with uh, Aponiquit. They moved it to... Was it, uh, did they move it to four? Or was or it Seekonk that moved it? No. No, I it was Case? Okay. I, I thought it was Case. Maybe right. it was Seekonk. I don't know. I just remember the whole controversy okay. with Diamond, of course. Yeah, yeah. earlier this season. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so, yeah, so... Yeah, so Nauset, I, I have no idea. But they're way out on the Cape, so I don't even know if they're dealing with it that far out. Yeah, I'm not sure. Issue. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but uh, last week as of now, like right? It's four four fifteen on uh, Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and this is where all the uh, games are slated at because we've had a few schedule changes over the last few weeks. But yeah. you know, we got to record this at some point. Yep, and uh, you know, last week most of the games got moved to Saturday. We only had two games on Friday because mm-hmm. there, there was some bad weather. So uh, this week it'll be a little bit more. Uh, hopefully on Friday, so Brendan won't have to do all of the work like he did last week. Pro- big props Heavy to Saturday, yeah. Brendan yeah. Uh, definitely uh, carried the sports department this past Saturday. I uh, so, appreciate uh, that. You did, did it while job. I was on vacation earlier this year, so just paying back the favor there So for all the loyal readers out there in uh, South Coast Varsity Nation. Uh, so let's start with the earliest game on Friday, a uh, 3.30 game. This is also... One of the most important games of the week. If not the, we didn't call it the game of the week, but it might actually be the most important game yes, of the week. It, it, I think it's the most important game um, just because uh, it's going to dictate the uh, South Coast Conference Large Championship. And that's uh, a Poniquit at it, Somerset yeah, Berkeley. Poniquit at Somerset Berkeley, 3.30 p.m. Um, last week, Old Rochester ended up beating Somerset Berkeley, shut them out. Um, and then a Poniquit ended up losing uh, to Dighton Rehoboth, which, you know, Dighton Rehoboth was Surprised winless. us. Which, you know, Dighton Rehoboth, everybody kept saying, you know, they're... They were solid. I saw them against Old Rochester, <laughs> but I still didn't think they were going to beat a Poniquit. Yeah, you know, uh, it just sounded like, uh, from reading um, Brennan's little write-up from talking to Zane Fife, it sounded like, you know, they just completely got outplayed, you know, outcoached, outdid, I think was his quote, something yep. like that, and just kind of beaten off um, the facets of the game. Uh, it sounded like their touchdown kind of came in garbage, in garbage time. time. Yeah, it was a couple of names I didn't really recognize yeah, that much, uh, including a backup Jack, quarterback. Uh, Manon, <laughs> he got them on the board. Uh, he threw a touchdown pass. So, to like a know, Saltzman or something, wasn't it? Or, yeah, to yeah. Quinn Saltzman, yeah, late yeah. in the game. So shout out to those two guys probably getting their first varsity. Which I had to make sure I didn't write uh, Saltmarsh. I'm sure <laughs> yes. you remember the receivers. Uh, was it was yes. Patrick, I think, for a couple um, years ago. So with, with everything that happened last week, this is the situation as far as we know, know it. Old Rochester has definitely secured at least a share of the conference title because they're not they don't do anything with tiebreakers like they don't do no, like there's no and there's no conference championship game this year yeah either. there's no conference championship game this year there's no flipping the coin there's none of that baloney so so ORR has definitely got a share um, now the big thing is you know uh, Somerset Berkeley if they were to beat Aponiquit 
then I think Summer. Then that would make. Then it they so, would be the share with Old Rochester. Yeah, whoever wins yeah. this game shares with Old share, Rochester. Yeah, 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 they share it. So, and if Pontiac wins, then they share it with them. So, which you know, I mean, this is a big game, especially where Somerset Berkeley. It's I mean, the de facto South Coast Conference Large Championship yes, game. Yeah, you know, Old Rochester already has a share, and whoever wins this one joins them. And yep. gets to claim it. Yep. And, uh, I mean, neither team sounded like they played that well last week. You know, Somerset Berkeley against Old Rochester was held to just 21 yards of offense, shut out in that game. And this is a, a team that's been averaging 29 points per game in their first four games. So, mm. you know. And this is an Old Rochester defense that gave up four touchdowns and 250 passing yards to DR the week before. Yeah. So, they they clamped down big mm. time. Uh, I don't know if it was that field at Mass Maritime, you know, or, or I mean, what. it could have been a good you know. matchup, too. I mean, yeah. Somerset Berkeley. He likes to run a lot. Yeah. And Old Rochester's wing. weakness yeah. is a little more of its secondary, so it may have kind of played into Old Rochester's strength. Yeah. So, um, yeah. so you know, with them being shut out last week, uh, still Ethan uh, Robidoux, he still leads them uh, with six touchdowns on the season, uh, including five on the ground. Uh, so that'll be kind of the guy that Aponiquit's going to have to key on. But, you know, it sounded like Aponiquit's just going back to the drawing board, back to the mm. basics, back to... Oh, we should note Aponiquit, their weakness also is their secondary. Yes. Their defense is, is similar to Old Rochester in some ways, and they're a lot stouter against the run than the pass. Uh, so this may be a better matchup for them than yeah. DR is, even if overall Somerset Berkeley might be a better team than DR. If you actually play the matchups, this one might play a little bit more into the Lakers' hands, but... There's a reason why they go out and they kick the ball off and play it, right? Yep. So that game is uh, Friday, uh, nice and early at 3.30 p.m. Yep. at Somerset Berkeley. Uh, Poniquit's going to And I think you'll be there, right? Yep, I will be there. So uh, Checking out the hot chocolate? Uh, I don't know. We'll see how bad it was. I know you know how cold it was. I, I got some this last yeah, week yeah. at Fairhaven because it was cold. You broke, yeah, you, you, uh, <laughs> you broke out the hot chocolate for the first time this season, was yep, it? Yeah, although by the time I got it back to the press box, it was warm chocolate. It, wasn't. it was I didn't have it myself, but reports were at Dartmouth High last week. It was piping hot. Yes, that's I to think To the so. point was, that you had to maybe bring you it. you told me, maybe yeah. I told you that, but the, like, the couple of the guys in the box brought some back, and uh, it was about the middle of the third quarter before they could drink much of it. Yeah. Well, hey, you'd rather have it a little bit too hot than, than almost like warm or cold you my know? dad is very picky on his soup temperature my dad will send soup back if it's not <laughs> piping hot you gotta you gotta be bringing that soup out i don't know what hot soup temperature 130 degree 100 i don't know what it would be but <laughs> bring my dad's soup out hot bring Lori's hot chocolate out hot those are lessons from this podcast <laughs> yes uh, next game is, uh, we were just talking about one of these teams, Dighton Rehoboth, uh, Greater New Bedford Vogue Tech uh, visits DR, uh, 4 o'clock on Friday. Uh, this will be an interesting game. I mean, DR is riding that momentum from last week, beating mm-hmm. Aponiquit. Vogue Tech had a bye, yep. you know, which I think they needed at that point. They had and lost they had lost three in a row. Three in a row, um, you know. And, and this will be a tough task at DR. At DR, um, not you know, to bring on up... On the grass field, off of their turf. Yeah, not to bring up history, but they haven't beat uh, DR in uh, the last 24 attempts. That blew my mind when I re- when Buddy, Buddy had that, that in his column, and I was just like, oh my gosh. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. That's long, generations of people. Yes, that have not beaten DR. So, hey, maybe they can come out and, and change that, you know? Um, but, but the offense going into the bye had only scored 20 points in their last two games going into it, so... This Vogue Tech's yeah, offense. Yeah, Vogue Tech, yeah. So they, DR's offense have been slow to start the season and seems to be getting going here. Yeah, John, uh, John Marcel, um, the quarterback for them, 
Uh, I mean, he had uh, two first-half touchdown passes um, against the Lakers last week. He also rushed for a touchdown. Um, so they really kind of got things going. In the last two games, uh, John Marcel has thrown five touchdown passes and rushed for another score um, as they've scored 27 points and 28 points in back-to-back weeks. Which after I think it's more than they'd scored in the first four games. 17 yeah. in the first uh, three weeks three of the season. Games, yeah, yeah, first three games of the season. So And that was combined. Yeah. So they've really been able to find kind of their groove and what, what's working well and it's the passing game yep. you know and they find they have a that. lot of different receivers it's not one guy that you can lock down they throw to which, a bunch of different which guys it'll be interesting to see because i mean Vogue Tech has the athletes they have the kids in the secondary that you know that can kind of ma- hopefully match up with some of the guys that the, the, some of the receivers in theory you should be able to play man with the type of guys that Vogue Tech has but, yeah. yeah so so we'll see how that goes uh you know i know they're coming off that bye so you know we haven't seen you know seen them in a couple weeks now and you know it's a d- tough, tough matchup against DR, especially where they're riding that momentum, you know, and everything sounds like it's starting to click for them. Um, so that game is uh, Vogue Tech at Dighton Rehoboth, and that is 4 p.m. on Friday. All right, so at 6 o'clock, uh, a game that uh, doesn't have a whole lot of repercussions, uh, but will, you know, be a nice, uh, you know, another test, test for old Rochester here, going to play Nosset uh, way down on the Cape yep. uh, at 6 o'clock on Friday. The Bulldogs obviously riding high off yes. of their win over Somerset Berkeley, which I think was uh, more commanding than we expected. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think, we, we, both, even, I think we, both we both picked them to win. Yeah, yeah but not, not by no, the no, margin. No, no. Yeah. and not to shut out Somerset Berkeley. Yeah. I mean, the defense, the way the defense played in that game is just unbelievable. To be able to, you know, after they were averaging, what did I say, about 20, 27, 28 points per game, uh, Somerset over Rochester held him out of the end zone. Like, mm-hmm. that's just, that's crazy. And like um, you said, 21 yards. Yes, like, total. 20, total, yeah. Of offense. I mean, right. not including punt and kick returns, but yeah. of... Passing and rushing. Yes, yeah, it was yards, ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, you know, and and you know they put twenty seven points on the board. Um, you know they're averaging about twenty four and almost twenty five points per game uh, this year. It seems like they've just kind of they're starting to really find their groove. Uh, the Bulldogs because it was kind of like coming out. You know they had, they graduated all those kids from last year's team. They had a new coach trying to find their identity. Mm. And it sounds like you know like Dylan DeWolf is coming up huge on defense. I think what he had fourteen or fifteen tackles in that in that wow, game. Yeah, well, he had a huge game defensively. He's ar- starting to carry the ball a little bit more on offense. Um, you know, and they're just uh, you know they have some some leaders, some senior leaders out there. Um, you know, Ryan Thomas on you know at quarterback, I think is finally you know settling in because uh, sometimes when you're first year quarterback. It kind of you need a few weeks to figure out, you know, yep. what, what, what it's like to, you know, what the team is going to be like, what you need to do, you know, who you need to get the ball to. Um, but they, you know, they had a, a you know, great win last week. Um, the big Jackson Cody game. Yep. Yeah, another hundred plus yards. You know, I mean, he's just and a couple of touchdowns this time too. Yeah, he's just solid for them. You know, like it's just every week it seems like he's you know turning out the yards. I know he hasn't scored a lot. It's nice to see him to get in the end zone too because he seems to be rewarded. You see in the NFL sometimes exactly. Yeah, Cody brings it all the way down to the five, and then Cam gets uh, the glory of the end zone. So he gets a little bit of rewards there. Um, But they've won three straight games. You know, after that loss to Aponiquit, and like we were saying earlier, that little fire under them. I I I think they slept a little bit on the Lakers. Yep, and uh, that kind of woke them up a little bit. Yeah, I. After the um, the game against Vogue Tech, I was talking to Coach um, uh, Bryce Gilbo, and we were talking about like you know what what do you you know you lose to a Pontiquet, you know what do you do and it and, you know that basically a lot of times if you lose one conference game that's that's your championship hopes are gone mm-hmm. but they stuck with it they stayed focused they just kept thinking about the next game control kind of controlling what they could control 
And, you know, DR beats Aponiquit, and here they are. They've got to share the title. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, the opposite direction. It seems like Aponiquit's gone. It seems like Aponiquit almost got a little ahead of itself. We noticed it first kind of in that vote game where they won, but kind of didn't win the way they should have won yeah, they in that game. And then uh, and then coming up the next week, uh, you know, with the loss, they knocked them out of the unbeaten. It was kind of like, you know, they got all up for that old Rochester game. Yep. And they got that. They're like, oh, man, we got this win. We should be good to go. We just got to win out, and it's not that easy. No, no, you got to go and play. Um, and this will be a really good test um, for old Rochester. Nossett, uh, they had to come into the season, and they won their first four games of the season um, before losing this past week to Barnstable, 38-14. to 14. Uh, So they're 4-1 and one on the year. Um, in their first four games, uh, Nossett had outscored the uh, competition a combined 140-26. to 26. Um, So they've only given up, uh, what is it, about uh, 64 points in the five games combined, and 38 of those came in last, that last yeah, week last against week. a Division Two team. I think I it think is Barnstable. Yeah. Did, yeah, and I mean Barnstable's. You know they. they yeah, were, yeah, had yeah, a tough Barnstable game against New, New Bedford. Bedford. Yeah, yeah they, they're yeah. Yeah, top um, level team. Miles Perry is there as their big guy. Um, he has scored seven touchdowns this year, while uh, another player, Bobby Joy, has found the end zone uh, six times. Uh, he's the quarterback. He's also thrown um, three touchdown passes as well. So it sounds like you know they're mostly a running team, but they can they can score a little bit through the air. Um, you know, this this will and be this will be a playoff level team that they're going to be playing. Yeah, this will be you know, nice for them test. going into that into the into the tournament. You yeah, know, which this is isn't good. a go get pick no. up a win in the out of conference. No, this is no. a this is go a see game. how good we are. Yeah, type of game, a measuring stick because they don't have to worry about the conference anymore. They've mm-hmm. got, they've got that taken care of. Yep. So that game is uh, Old Rochester at Nauset Friday at six p.m. All right. Meanwhile, uh, South Coast Conference game, uh, Wareham going to play at K- undefeated Case. Yes, undefeated at six thirty. Uh, Case is. Pretty much wrapped up the SEC small, not yeah. technically, but yeah, they're three and zero on the C, uh, in the SEC small, while Seekonk is two and one, but they beat Seekonk last week. So if Case wins this, they win. Yes. the SEC yes. small. Yes, yeah. So basically, the the SEC two divisions are going to come down to the Aponiquit Somerset Berkeley game at three thirty. And the Wareham Case game at 6.30. So, if you're a huge SEC football fan, catch the doubleheader. Yeah, you're you can see right both de facto other. championship yeah, games. Somerset and Case are A short little drive, yeah. yeah. Pick something up to eat, you know, <laughs> exactly. in between the games. Or eat, a lovely the afternoon. Concession stands. If the weather cooperates. Yeah, who knows about the weather. Um, but Case has won its first five games. Uh, they've scored 139 points uh, while only go- giving up 34 in five games. That's ridiculous. Like, that's... Yeah. That's pretty good. They've been they've been dominant. Yeah. Um Danny Silva, the quarterback, has thrown um five touchdown passes and he's rushed for another seven. So he's kind of been every week the, the guy. And I remember him from the yeah. SEC championship game last year when they gave old Rochester a true run for their money. And uh he was really good. Mm-hmm. He was really good. I was curious what he was gonna do. Obviously he lost a big weapon in uh Chris Costa, yes. but obviously uh they seem to have not skipped a beat. No, no, and and I think he's thrown to a bunch of different guys when he's had to go to the air. I don't have a lot of the guys' names in front of me, but it wasn't like it was just one kid that he was mm. always going to. It, it was multiple times in the box score that it was different people. Um so he's kind of the focal point for Wareham to stop. But Wareham's coming off of a bye. Which is good for a team with uh, numbers like they have. Yeah. So get everyone kind of healthy again, healed up a little bit, get rid of those nicks and yep. bumps and bruises. And, and they, had, they, had, they had taken a two-game losing streak into the bye, so a little bit of time to kind of regroup and everything. Um, but the big thing for them is Gilly um, uh, Jallo. He's uh, found the end zone nine times this year, um, and he only trails New Bedford's Nigel Palmer in scoring out of the whole area. So, yeah. um, you know, I saw him against Fairhaven, and – he was impressive. You know, I mean, the kid, when he can get in the open field, I mean, not too many kids can catch him. Um, they did do, Fairhaven did do a good job kind of 
um, kind of like uh, containing, not letting him get to the outside. Uh, yeah, as playing much. with leverage on the outside. Yeah, though, yeah. yeah. So they really kind of contained him in that game in the second half. Um, and yeah, I think he had two touchdowns in the first half, and then the second half he, uh, you know, they shut him down a little bit. But uh, you know, he's kind of the the big man for them. Yeah, um, as he goes. But yeah. this is going to be a very tough test, oh, no matter how is, yeah. well Gilly plays. Yeah, I mean, this is yeah, this is going to be tough. And I mean, Case, you know. Case is undefeated, you know, going for another. I mean, I know there's no small large this year, like with the championship, but this, well, I guess, what would this be, their third um, small championship in a row? Because they won it last year, the small. Yep. Because they played in the championship round. I'm trying to and think if they. Two, no, two years ago, Wareham won it. Okay, yeah, two years ago. Isaac Nascimento's senior season. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. I'm trying to remember. It feel, they, the, the but years Kay, I mean, Case has kind of got, I mean, Coach Palladino kind of has that program in the, yes. they're good every year, yeah. they're in contention every year, which yep. for Case is a big leap. I mean, yeah. I've been covering football here for about six ago, years ago, yeah. and it was, you go to Case to get a win six years ago. Yeah, I think and, at one point, maybe when you first started here that they might have been in the independent schedule i think they did that for a couple seasons yeah maybe when they didn't uh compete in the south coast conference because they needed to kind of build up their program i think maybe the second football game i ever covered here was voke at case and uh and voke won easily i remember yeah so uh so that game is friday night uh or yeah it is friday night 6 30 wareham at case at 6 30 uh p.m so we got one more friday night game uh bishop stang which is coming off of uh its first league win of the year is uh, visiting Cohasset uh, at 7 o'clock. Uh, I saw this game last year. I don't know if Cohasset's as good as they were last year, but Cohasset was an excellent football team last year. One of the best teams I saw the entire year. Yeah, and uh, you know, not, not having seen them um, and just looking up stuff on them, it sounds like they're good again. Uh, they're 4-1 and one this season. Um, uh, they've won three straight games after a loss to Rockland, which Rockland's always – pretty tough yeah uh they're averaging 29.2 points per game and only giving up 9.8 points per game um their uh, senior running back danny nolan he's kind of their their focal point on offense he's scored six touchdowns this year including two uh last week in a uh, 27 to 8 win over mashpee so he's kind of the focal point of the the offense um you know he i think he's gotten in in the end zone every single game this year um you know but you know, it's it, it's definitely going to be a uh, a challenging week for for staying. I know they they're riding some momentum off that win over Coil, um, but this is a uh, you know a really strong opponent. Mm-hmm. You know, um, It'll be a big test. But yeah. you know, staying sitting pretty well, three and two. Three and two. Yep, uh, they won with, two straight. They won two straight. They got a league win, and Fiend's down, so they got a lot of things to look forward to this season. Yeah. Um, but this one could be a, a tough uh, speed bump along yeah. the way. Here. And I mean, I don't know how 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 they are looking into going into the tournament or not. But if if they can still make the tournament, if they if they lose this game, this might just be that you know kind of. Not to say like experience builder, but you know mm-hmm. what I mean. This is like this is going to be like a playoff. Yeah, opponent. exactly. Yeah. This will test you against the, be a big the test. T- type of toughest team you'll face, probably at least in the first few rounds. Yeah. And Stang looked pretty good last week against yeah, Coyle. It was, it was a close game. game early on. Uh, they struggled a little bit defensively, giving up big plays in the first half, and they kind of came out. Uh, they made some good adjustments. On defense, the outside linebackers started keying the quarterback a little bit more as opposed to the pitch guy, and they were able to kind of shut down uh, the coil running attack in the second half. And uh, also, they, they basically they just made good adjustments was yes. what impressed me in the game. It kind of in the middle of the second quarter, the running game hadn't really gotten going. They'd, they'd been going to both uh, Figueroa and hernandez Manning. I want to say they had 40-something rushing yards in the whole first half. And so in the middle of the second quarter, they were like, all right, we need to kind of – 
almost Patriot style, used the passing game as a, the short passing game as a running game. Yep. And they started throwing a lot of screens out to the flats and, you know, just kind of with a couple of blockers out in front and trying to kind of get their running game going there. And uh, DiGiamo had a, had a nice week and ended up winning our uh, South Coast Varsity Football uh, Player of the Week award. Yeah. He had a, for, was it 93 yards, 92 yards? Yeah, yeah so he had a, uh, his third touchdown pass of the season and he ran for uh, two touchdowns in that game. So yep. he, had, he had a great all-around game. And then Frankie uh, Hernandez, Amanda. Who, who is officially Frankie. Okay. I talked Frankie. to Dennis over this because, you know, it's, it's been Frank, Frankie. Yeah. And what, he says we're officially going Frankie from here Frankie. on out. So um, He scored a touchdown um, and he has a team high five touchdowns this year. So he's, you know, he's kind of the guy that, that's been yep. getting. And he runs good. hard. And Figueroa yeah. ran hard too in the second half. Yeah. They seem like they had a little extra push, you know, mm-hmm. kind of keeping the legs churning, getting a couple extra yards. Well, it's nice when, when they can make in game adjustments. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, because some teams, they, they're, they can't do that. Yep. You know, and and it it sounds like you know Coach Dennis Golden really has has them coached up where you know all right we need to change this you know we need to go to this you know we need to change to that and and uh, you know th- you know I. I I no doubt, you know, if they if they didn't make those changes, they probably wouldn't have won that game against Coyle. You know, yeah, it's I mean, interesting because you know Stang probably has less overall talent than they had last year. They're only one win shy of what they got last year. Yep. But uh, th- this team, it, it's just kind of a little bit, it's a little scrappier of a team yeah. this year. Last year had a lot of talent, and this year it's just kind of like getting some scrappy wins and making adjustments and doing the small things and just playing disciplined. And mm-hmm. yeah, no, I was, and, that was and, the first time I'd seen them. I was know, impressed. Like last year, with having the talent that they had, it there might have been more eyes, more pressure. This year, mm-hmm. it's kind of we're just going well, out. Well, they got that 4 0 start, too. Yeah, you know. And then the schedule got really tough with teams like Cohasset. And, yeah. You know, that crazy playoff loss to Old Rochester and. Um, yeah, so, uh, but that game is, uh, right now it's slated for 7 o'clock Friday night, which Brendan said uh, is going to stay. Corner Dennis Golden, they're not dealing with Triple E there, so it's going to stay. Okay, uh, and that game is Bishop staying at Cohasset. So if you want to really see one under the lights, if you don't want to go to uh, Case and possibly go. risk getting Triple E, <laughs> uh, Cohasset's go to Cohasset. Safe bet. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that wraps up our Friday night, our Friday afternoon slash night schedule. Yes. Um, so Saturday, we got a nice rivalry game kicking things off on Saturday. Yeah, our two. Still undefeated teams are, are fa- playing on Saturday. Both not playing each on other. Saturday, yeah. Um, the big game is uh, Dartmouth at New Bedford. Uh, this is actually our game. We decided this is the game of the week. Um, even though, you know, Dartmouth's 1-4, and four, New Bedford's 5-0. and oh, We're throwing the records out the window. The rivalry rules all. The, I'm throwing, I just literally threw them out the window here <laughs> on Elm Street. The records they're are out the They're out there. If you want to find the records, they're <laughs> drifting around somewhere. Yeah, on they're route, on Route 18 Route 18 somewhere. and Elm Street. Um, you know, I mean... Every time these teams play each other, you know, there's been years where, you know, Dartmouth was going to play in a Super Bowl a few years ago or back-to-back years. New Bedford played them tough those years. I mean, it's one of those things that these kids get up for this game. Um, I'd say it's probably, you know, I mean, a Poniquit ORR rivalry is pretty big, you know, Mm -hmm. like for local teams. But, like, this one, I feel like. And then Dartmouth is back now, too. Dartmouth's back. But I feel like this Dartmouth. This is New probably Bedford, number one. This is Red Sox Yankees. Yeah, this is yeah. big time. I mean, I was at the Dartmouth game a few weeks ago. I forget who the heck they were playing. Maybe Durfee. And like, there was a bunch of New Bedford kids sitting mm. in the stands. Like they they weren't playing till Saturday, and it was a Friday afternoon, and they were there at the game. You know, I, I mean, these kids know each other. They've played against each other probably in Pop Warner growing mm-hmm. up, all that stuff. So this is a huge, huge game. Um, obviously, you know, New Bedford's. Got the edge, right? They're five and zero. Oh. Still got that they momentum are, going. They just it, keep they proving are. it. I mean, they they just you know it's the first time a team has started the season. Uh, New Bedford team five and zero oh, since ninety four. 
Um, Mark DeBrito was a junior. Junior, right? yeah, yeah, I think it was his junior year. Um, so that's we we don't want to age Mark DeBrito, but we're gonna date him a little bit here. You could do the math at home there. <laughs> um, but that was a while ago. That was the the significant time ago. Um, but they've just uh, they've gotten it done. It was about the same time that uh, Voktech beat Dighton Rehoboth, I believe. Just about, yeah, yeah. I think right around the same time. Um, but uh, this past week, um, impressive performance from Ethan Medeiros. Yeah. Um, you know, first year quarterback. Hadn't thrown a touchdown bass in the first four games. Comes out at Fian and rips it for four touchdown mm-hmm. passes in that game. Uh, I mean, just really got him going. Um, Sound like Fian came out to shut down the run, to shut down Nigel. Yeah. I guess they did that pretty well in the first half. And, they and so Ethan responded by finding Abdul Vargas twice and Shahid Barrows. Finally, he had a couple of defensive touchdowns, but finally got uh, a couple offensive zone. touchdowns. Yep, and uh, you know, I, I it seemed like they had been developing that passing game, you know, and they hadn't needed it the first four weeks. They didn't didn't really need. They to, needed it for yardage, yeah. but they hadn't really needed it in the red zone a lot. Yeah, of times, yeah. and this time they needed it, and uh, Ethan Medeiros delivered. Um, just huge, huge performance. Um, Nigel Palmer still. I mean, Still scored another touchdown, and I think he had a decent amount of yardage in the second half. Yeah, I don't, I don't have his totals in front of me, but he's got ten touchdowns on the season. He leads the the, the area uh, for scoring, um, you know, and just uh, you know they're averaging thirty one points per game, and they're only giving up fifteen point eight. You know, everything's clicking in uh, Whalerville. Yeah, I mean, I coming into the year, I didn't. I didn't think they were going to be five and zero coming into the season at no. this point. I mean, I mean you look at it last look at their year. Schedule they lost. They they're they're a little bit like Stang. They have less talent overall mm-hmm. talent. Like if you went and kind of like lined everyone up for a schoolyard pickup game, you would probably pick more players off of last year's team early on yeah. than this year's team. Uh, you, you know, you but look they have at, the, the but they have on the line. That, they that have the experience on the line coming back, which is really nice. But they also kind of have this this cohesiveness and this. Uh, I don't know, mentality is a little bit different than in years past, where it's just like they just don't fold as easily as they yeah. have in years past. Like there's just a little more of like a mental tenacity. Yep. And uh, that, that resiliency kind of. Exactly. Resil- that's the word I was going to Yeah. Looking for, yeah. You know, just not, if something goes wrong, hey, let's, you know, next They bounce play back. Yeah. yeah. Um, they you don't know. hang their heads. And uh, it's really impressive to see. And, uh, you know, all the kudos in the world to that coaching staff and everyone around it. And I know it seems like the entire school just seems to be enjoying it. You know, I yeah. was over there when uh, Mark DeBrito was named the uh, Patriots Coach of the Year uh, following the previous week, and it just seemed like there's kind of like good vibes just going on yeah. in the hallways and throughout the school. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Dartmouth, um, you know, it's been a little bit of a tough season. Um, you know, they're, But they're you were right about Dylan Pacheco. I was, you know. You've uh, been talking up Dylan Pacheco I, a lot this year. I had seen him a few times last year, and I was like, yeah, you know, he's, he's okay. But I saw him this year, and he definitely improved himself a lot over the offseason. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. Uh, he worked with Andrew Medeiros, uh, the uh, strength and conditioning uh, coach over there, uh, or teacher, I believe, uh, second year there. And uh, just really kind of worked on hitting the hole quickly. Yep. Being decisive. You know, you have one second to be past the tackles, you know, kind of situation. And uh, you could tell that payoff. He was decisive. He hit the hole fast. And uh, it, just, it seemed like every time on first down they gave him the ball, it was four or five yards. Uh, they just didn't seem to be able to make those second and third down yeah. uh, gains. And Bridgewater Random was just a better team this last week. Yeah, you know, I mean, it, it, yeah. I mean, BR, you know, is always – it seems like every year they're always good, you know. Yeah. And, and this year with Dartmouth being a little bit down, you know. Um, and the defense, you know, Dartmouth's defense, which has always kind of been – that strong, strong point um, is giving up about 27 points per game this season, um, which is, you know, not typical. Um, but, you know, when you look at who they're playing, I mean, they're not 
they're not playing cupcake teams every nope, week. You know, they're, they're playing a tough schedule. Um, but uh, Nolan Ellis, um, he ended up scoring the team's uh, lone touchdown last week against Bridgewater A&M. Um, you know, but they lost four of their five games this year. Um, you know, I know the one game again that I uh, actually I've seen it, two of their games, but one was against. Um, uh, over Rochester and overtime, so they were right there in that game. I know their first two games of the year, they were you know were kind of blowouts. The BR game was a blowout a little bit. Mm-hmm. The OR game was real close. It went to overtime, and then they ended up beating Durfee. Um, but it just seems like it's one of those years where they hopefully hopefully they I know they have a lot of young guys. I remember talking to Rick White, and he said you know they had a, a lot of young guys you know on defense. Yeah, the non skill spots. Yeah, yeah, you know, and and maybe you know taking some of these you know kind of lumps this year will pay dividends next mm-hmm. year and the and the year after where you know this kid missed a play here, but he made a play there. Oh, that's a sophomore mistake. He's a sophomore. You know, like let's let's kind of learn from some of that stuff. But like I said. You know, don't be surprised if Dartmouth brings it uh, to New Bedford on, on, yeah, on Saturday. Yeah, this will be more I mean, competitive is, than the records look. Yeah, I mean, the, you know, I still think New Bedford's going to win. You know, yeah, I'm going to pick New Bedford too. But yeah, but I think I think it's you know I don't think it's going to be like a 41 to six game. I I'd, I'd be surprised be if we get to running time or something. Yeah. yeah so um, so that game is uh, Saturday 1 p.m. Dartmouth at New Bedford. I did want to know with Dartmouth. I was up at uh, Tabor Academy up at a football practice earlier this week for a story and. Uh, a lot of Dartmouth kids up at Tabor, so there's there's uh, definitely some uh, some what ifs to be asked there with yeah, uh, they were, Javar they were Williams still... and Sam Hazard and Mike Cruto, who uh, who didn't play at Dartmouth High, he played at Bishop Connolly, but he's from Dartmouth. So yeah, yeah you got you know this little bit of your brain that goes, oh, I wonder what they would look like with those three guys. So on to the last game of the week, and the yep. other undefeated team, Old Colony. Yep, five and O Krugers. Um, they're coming off a uh, huge, huge win over uh, Upper Cape uh, last week. They won forty to eight, and uh, you know Blake Dennison. This kid's come out of nowhere, uh, pretty much. She scored five, a, a school record tying school five record touchdowns tying. in one game. Last week's game, um, you know, as the Krugers became the first team in school history to start a year of five and O. Um, you know, it, they're just, I get, they're just hitting it on all cylinders. Uh, the offense is averaging 29.2 points per game. Uh, they've topped 40, uh, three different times this season and they're holding the opposition to an average of 6.8 points per game. So they're getting it done on offense, mm-hmm. defense, special teams, all over the place. Uh, Thomas Stanton has also been strong. He's, uh, scored eight touchdowns this year and Dennison um, has a total of seven on the year uh, so they've and they both have 350 plus rushing yards it's kind of their two-headed rushing monster yeah I think Dennison's up at 400 and something and they now like 450 or so them and Wareham um, both of those teams have not thrown a touchdown pass this year so but yeah, not a lot of passing going on no at old colony but if it's hey. working it's working yeah why if it ain't broke don't fix it right um, and they face an upper cape team uh, that has won two straight um, they have won two straight before last week's loss to Blue Hills. If you, and if you remember, that was the big game. Old Colony beat them earlier this year, and that yep. was kind of the big and test. I, I had picked Blue Hills. Yes, <laughs> um, you know, and uh, so Upper Cape is averaging uh, 17 um, points per game while giving up just about 18 and a half. Um, their losses, this, their other loss this year, came to Southeastern. Uh, they've beaten Bourne, South Shore, and Carver. Um, so on paper, I mean, this looks like a team. Old Colony should be. Yeah, um, you know, and that game, it was originally supposed to be Friday night. This was supposed to be the first game with the new, new permanent lights. Permanent lights, um, but with Triple E, you know, it's been moved to Saturday. It's going to be at 2 p.m. on Saturday at Old Colony, um, but it should be, you know, it should be, uh, you know, pretty much another game that Old Colony 
should win, right? I mean, yeah. Now we uh, said this paper? last week. Remember last week we were like, all right, we got four foreign, three foreign O teams. Yeah. Are any of them going to lose this week? And we're like, nah, I don't think any of them are going to lose this week. Well, yeah, pun, and then and a Paniquit, uh, you know, we got some egg on our face with a Paniquit. Uh, but I, I, I'm going to go out on a limb and skin and say I think both of our undefeated teams will stay undefeated I agree. through week seven. New Bedford and Old Colony will I pick agree. up wins. I agree, 100%. Yeah. And then uh, we'll see if uh, Paniquit and Old Rogers can uh, can get to five wins. Yeah, yeah, no, that'll 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 be the ne- the next thing, and and with that, I mean, you know, SEC large being divided, SEC small being decided, so yeah, a lot of a, action going on Friday and Saturday. Yeah, and uh, and the brackets for the for the tournament will be coming out not this sun, uh, Sunday, but the following Sunday, the twenty seventh, yeah, which got, is which is Brennan's birthday. It is shout out if you yeah. know uh, twenty five Elm Street, uh, New Bedford, Massachusetts zero two seven four five. If you seven four zero, I'm gonna yeah. give my home uh, zip code there if, if you want to send gifts. <laughs> you don't have to send Brendan gifts, but you can just... Uh, well, you kind of do. You can just click on his stories a lot of times. He likes that, too. That's true. I like numbers. <laughs> I, like, I do enjoy my web statistics. Um, so, as always, you can listen to this podcast wherever you get your podcast: Google Play, iTunes, Spotify. Uh, you can read Lori's football preview. Uh, it's in every uh, Friday morning's paper, online every Thursday uh, on South Coast Today and South Coast Varsity. Dot com. You can follow us. So, Lori will be at the Eponiquit game on Friday. I'll be at the New Bedford game on Saturday. You can follow us at SC underscore Varsity on Twitter. We put some stuff up on Instagram, too, at SC Varsity. And we put all the uh, stories and all the links and everything on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash South Coast Varsity MA. And uh, there's no, no poll going on right now during the week, right? No. Nope. This week, but we will have one again this weekend for the Football Player of the Week yeah. and the Athlete of the Week. And uh, as always, uh, we thanks for listening, thanks for reading, and I hope to see you out there on Friday or Saturday.